0: Steven.
1: <laughs> oh, every time you do this.
0: Steven. Oh, wait. Are we
1: actually recording this time?
0: Um. Yeah. No, I, we, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm okay, giving thanks. you, I'm giving you the warning now. Yes. Thanks we are. Yes. Mom. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. I, I still feel bad about that. Like, I just, I usually don't do that, but now I'm, I'm getting more familiar with the board. And so I did, I did my own little countdown and like, yeah. I even gave you the finger, so, which so sounds like, bad. Is, is
1: the, the phantom of the pod, is he? Is he like lurking somewhere?
0: So actually the Phantom of the Pod is currently, oh god, what's an actor term for it? That he's um not taking a break, but is he he's he in the green room, he's is he munching
1: gr- on some chips?
0: Totes. He's munching in costume. on
1: costume. Oh my
0: god, if he's eating in costume, I'll kill him. No, so the Phantom of the Pod is actually taking a break because um he is going to school and he is going for his
1: bachelor's degree. Okay, we can't put nerd glasses on the Phantom mask.
0: Well, uh, no, I know. I mean, he'll we'll get contacts for him, but like, okay,
1: cool. He'll be okay, he'll bye.
0: be a cute nerd. Like it'll be adorable. Like it'll okay. just oh yeah, I'm very excited. That's exciting. Yeah. So he's so he's doing that, and it was great because he was finishing up an assignment, um, while I was you know like bebopping around and you know singing the soundtrack from the show. And here's the thing. When you give me the, you know, the snippets, like, in the show before we do the thing, I usually, like, you know, as I'm watching, I go, oh, yeah, okay, that, those references make sense now. This, I was literally sitting in my office, and all of a sudden, I just shouted out, holy shit, a foot! <laughs> 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 and I'm... Of course, the only one who gets it because I have an earbud in and no one else can hear it. But my coworker just like pushed her chair back. A foot?
1: (laughs) And a reference to to a a foot. foot.
0: (laughs) So (laughs) I am wickedly excited
1: to talk to you about tonight's selection. It's delightful. I I haven't talked to you at all. I have no idea what your thoughts are on this. I hear you have a Bible's worth of thoughts and notes today <laughs> you know i sure do
0: in my defense it's mostly formatting because the 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 notebook that i went from i went from something large to something smaller so what would have been probably three pages turned into
1: seven pages <laughs> i just so welcome to a three-part episode <laughs> of <laughs> <Pippin>. <laughs> uh. but, you know i can't slight you for seven pages this is a Big show in a lot of different material and all this. Stuff. You know what? Let's get into it.
0: Let's do it. The only way to do this is to take this From, from the, the top.
2: top. From the top. A five, six, seven, nine.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of From the Top, a musical theater cast and review. My name is Mary.
1: I'm Steven. And
0: we are back in the booth this evening. We are talking about the incomparable, the fabulous, the the over the top, the colorful Pippin. We are Pippin. deep diving Pippin. Join us. See- Oh, Steven. Now, I i mean, I know we're going to get into it, but like I have like n- always heard of this show. It's always been on my periphery. It's always been like I've known someone who was in it or someone saying like, you know, the the corner of the sky was always like back in, you know, my uh, day of auditioning. It, it,
1: it, it is in my audition booklet. Yes. It is, oh, it's so good. Because
0: it's so good for so many different ranges. And like if you got that falsetto and you can whip that out, Wow. I mean, what casting director is not going to hire you for that immediately? Like, oh, let's yeah.
1: go. Yeah, it's definitely one I need to drink honey oh, tea for. Yes. Absolutely. I but mean, you need good. those
0: sticks of honey backstage, like to, you know, pop that business right before you walk on for your number. Because, <laughs> you know, let's you be know, real, all theater know, kids well, do it.
1: <laughs> my choir teacher actually put me onto this and I took it into a uh, theater I always just have a bottle of orange juice or lemonade. The acid from it clears out all the mucus from what oh. you do. Yeah, so it actually sort of helps you. That's a pro tip. <laughs> hey! Oh my! We just need—we need a sound effect for pro tips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mary! We still fail. I—we didn't. We haven't found any fun side sound effects. I know, oh, but I'm—I'm uh, I'm working. Okay.
0: I'm working on it. Okay. Hi! So,
1: so on the marquee, Pippin.
0: Yes so exciting oh my god
1: (laughs) (sighs) mary steven if you had to give a synopsis of pippin oh boy what are you gonna say pippin is in three (sighs) sentences or less
0: do you want to know i might actually make this the shortest synopsis that i've (gasps) ever given (gasps) Oh um, it's, it's 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 not a how dare you. Oh, okay, oh good. I almost <laughs> went to the Okay, sorry, I panicked. Sheer and utter panic. Um so my synopsis of Pippin is a privileged young white boy never gets what he wants and is eternally sad about it. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> but then he but, but. discovers that sometimes what you needed all along was underneath the costumes, the glitz, the glamor, and it is the simplest of joys in life, is to love and to be loved.
1: Yeah, I think it pretty much encompasses uh, his Pippin's journey throughout this entire show. He's looking for something bigger than he is. He, as his, his I want song, uh, got to find my corner of the sky. Mm-hmm. He wants to be something bigger than what he is. He wants to find his staple, you know, go down in history as something larger and yep. fantastic. And yep. this show makes me self-reflect so hard. Same. Every uh, single time I watch it and I just go, hmm, no. but, but what if I, what if I did have that? final jump into the to the fiery pit (laughs) what would that be what does that look like
0: (laughs) how would you set yourself aflame to be reborn anew
1: I don't know so Mm -hmm. but yeah so oh
0: god there are so many good big themes in this show and I think that that's one of the things that's drawn me to this is the idea that there are so many different themes that can be applicable to different audience members but that seem very timeless like it's not fixed My, I mean it's a great juxtaposition for last week when we were talking about Xanadu being in this very specific time you know period of the world this show has so many things that are applicable I feel throughout many a decade which I know we'll get into but it's yeah. a it's an it's an incredible it's an incredible vehicle so I'm and ready.
1: You know what? You know what's funny. I, as I was sort of researching some stuff for the show, like I do, <laughs> like you do, <laughs> like I do, everyone is saying like, "Oh, this is a period piece. This is a period piece." I kind of think it's not. The only thing that makes it a period piece, the, some of the music is like etched into a seventies, yeah. sort of piano twang, electric, <laughs> whatever. But oh, there's God. also this. Fossy element oh this is gonna be the first fossey show we cover yeah buddy way, so yeah yes. i'm gonna i'm i'm really gonna try not to like drop all of my fossey knowledge immediately please trickle this, it
0: out i can't handle the, all of so, it like
1: yeah so we're gonna save some for chicago we're gonna save some for cabaret we're gonna oh, you know, save some man. for you know Damn Yankees, all those things. So we're, we're going to... This is my yeah. sneaky
0: way of getting you to tell me what's on the list of shows. <laughs> I
1: know. Well, but I mean, that's season three, season four. Who Oh,
0: knows? oh, d- dang it. <laughs> well, here I was thinking that I knew stuff and I don't.
1: <laughs> Thunderclouds
0: have their lightning.
1: Nightingales have their song. And don't you see I want my life to be something more than
2: my spirit can run free got to find my
0: corner of the sky. okay so obviously before we can do any of this right we you know we and the lovely people we need to people, know who
1: we we need to know who we're exactly, playing with the, the we lovely people at home
0: with. need to know who we're playing with so uh, that means we need a call sheet Time for a call sheet. Boom. All right. So the source that I am referencing is, of course, the, the quintessential uh, mtishows.com, MTI Musical Theater International. Um, looking at this, I would say that there are eight title characters that are named and then the rest is the ensemble so the ensemble is made up of you know all of like the circus performers and nobility and all of the other things starting from uh the very beginning the first character we come across is somebody called the leading player so the leading player is listed as the ultimate quote ringleader masterfully charming and manipulative the leading player is a chameleon of sorts he or she guides pippin through his own story and tries to intervene at the end, is an excellent dancer and obsessed with putting on a great show for the audience. Uh, I do appreciate the fact that MTI does list the gender as any. So non-binary, yeah. male, female, all the presentings, like it's yeah, Well,
1: And I'll just interject here real quick. So Ben Vereen, uh, he's like literal Broadway royalty. He yes. had his upcoming role here. He was the first Oh, this might be my first thing I have to correct in show notes, but I believe my Broadway history is gonna do do me good this time. I believe he was the first black man to ever win a Tony. Oh my god, that's so cool! Because of this role. Ben Vereen won this year leading actor in a musical. And then, uh, Patina Miller. Uh, she's a fire cracker. Ugh powerhouse uh, love her she uh then went on to win leading actress in a musical with this same role like, that's fabulous it, like screw pippin <laughs> i want to be a leading player <gasps> thank you I to ever be in the show same
0: same 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 totally. same 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 yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. this role is like just oh god it's like food for the soul it's just like oh my god it's so good yeah. Um so uh, <laughs> uh the next character is Pippin. <laughs>
1: Also a great role.
0: (laughs) It's just like the title of the show or whatever. It's fine. Uh, Pippin is our story's young and confused protagonist. He is longing to find his purpose in life, naive, innocent, and discontent. He eventually finds love and meaning in life with Catherine and Theo, who we will get into. Uh, Next character is Charles, uh, who is also a Charlemagne. So if we say Charles and Charlemagne, they are in fact. King
1: Charlemagne. King
0: Charlemagne. Uh, Charles, is Pippin's demanding father. As the king of the Holy Roman Empire, Charlemagne is more comfortable wielding a sword than breaking bread. He wears his years with great pride. MTI doesn't actually list this next character, which I find funny. So I had to like in watching the show, I had to figure out who this was. So the next person is Louis and Louis is actually Pippin's stepbrother. And we will get into why he is
1: a stepbrother. But just know that Louis is the stepbrother. He's actually another character I would love to just cameo character act play that that, would be really fun that That would would be fun that
0: would be very interesting for you i feel so the next character we have is fostrata and she is pippin's conniving stepmother a seductress who is no stranger to deceit and betrayal she is both sexy and smart she is skilled at using her sex appeal to benefit her and her son lewis so she, oh, there are so many notes that I have. They're just like, "Dang it, Fastrata, What are you doing? Like, stop this! Like, stop whatever you're doing right now! Like, quit being a gold digger! <laughs> I'm not about you." So, okay, this might be this might be a show notes correction as well because the next character it, it looks like birth b e r t h e.
1: But I I've, think it's Berta.
0: It's Berta, kind of like German, right? Like Marta. Maybe, yep, maybe. But, You know, I'm not sure. So that's going to uh, definitely be a show notes
1: correction. We'll have to figure it out, yeah. Yes,
0: but she is Pippin's saucy grandmother. A brassy broad full of wisdom, grace, and sass, she tries to help Pippin and encourages him to live his life to the fullest. This is another character that I would play in a New York minute. She uh, is so fun. Sh-
1: Show Steeler.
0: Literally, role. though. She's amazing. Show Stealer role. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, next character we have is Catherine. So Catherine is a widow and a mother. She is a beautiful and hopeless romantic who possesses graceful elegance. She encounters Pippin at his lowest point and eventually falls in love with him. Because of course she does. And the last character who comes into with Catherine is Theo, who is Catherine's son. Theo a great role, I think for a kid who is just trying to break into theater. Um, not a whole lot of lines. Um, not a whole lot of, I mean, from again, from the source material that I watched, the 1980s uh, recording of it that happened in Ontario, the, you know, there wasn't a lot of choreography for him. I mean, he has to be present in the yeah. moments, but I, d-
1: I do believe he gets to be in the opening number. I think he gets to be placed in amongst random group scenes in the ensemble. Thing. Sure. And then, you know, so it's good, it's a good learning role for someone up and coming. Oh,
0: absolutely. So that is our call sheet. Those are the those are the characters that we're dealing with.
1: I guess we might as well dive right into it. Where's the best place to start, Mary? But from the beginning.
2: That will bring us back to you.
0: So do. Where do we start? So
1: so do 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 do. It was really funny trying to figure out where to start with this particular show. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I went down a lot of rabbit holes and like ideas, and I went, "How, what, what, what do I need to like put forth to to (laughs) the public in (laughs) in this show?" Sure. So here, here's what I'll say. So the musical itself doesn't have a lot of history, other than this simple fact, and I'm just gonna read straight from the Wikipedia article I I just saw. Excellent. And it's pretty much all I can find. Sure. As un, unless I dive into like Fosse's history with this, and you know his. His how he put it together and sure. what his involvement was, sure. But, um, Pippin was originally conceived as a student musical performed by Carnegie Mellon University's Scotch and Soda theater troupe. Oh, cute! Oh my yeah. god, I love that. So, so, this was like a humdrum student <laughs> written musical, <laughs> and Someone must have gone and seen it and had a little bit of inspo. Like you, you know, yep. Yeah. So Stephen Schwartz, whom that name probably rings a bell. He's super, super famous. just yes. within Creating a lot of music within, especially this time and era. Even sure. Up, uh, even nowadays, he's still creating stuff for Broadway. Mm-hmm. So Stephen Schwartz collaborated with Ron Strauss. And when Schwartz decided to develop the show even further, Strauss left the project. Schwartz had said that not a single line or note from Carnegie Mellon's Pippin made it into the final version. (laughs) Talk about
0: a rewrite. Oh, my God. Nothing? Nothing. Apparently,
1: apparently nothing.
0: That is absolutely just mind-blowing
1: to me. Yeah. Well, because, and this is where I'll get into Fosse. Everyone claims this is kind of a little bit diving into Bob Fosse's mind a little bit about. He, he, this is how he views himself in a way. Sure. And so he's almost pushing an agenda. So he was very integral in writing some of this script. He was very integral in sort of shaping how these songs are but that's a bob Fosse musical every, he was so involved in every aspect he'd be like no this timing isn't right on this line we need to make it longer because it doesn't make sense with the tambour and the tempo of the rest of the scene or whatever he was very ingrained in all of his shows that he did sure. about rhythm and overall scope so uh, you listen to the soundtrack and you just know it's a it's a Fosse show because there's just random <laughs> instrumentals because <laughs> he needed to insert some of his iconic you know
0: of uh, course then, of then course. it
1: was budding new a budding new jazz style mm-hmm. but we now know it as a, a Fosse style yeah
0: so dare I say that this is like if not to bring it back again, but I'm going to, if Andrew Lloyd Webber had actually cared about what was happening with Phantom instead of just writing a piece for himself just to tell his own story, uh, this uh, appears to be a better way of doing that. You're looking at me like I've got three heads and it's very funny.
1: I mean, maybe, but he did, he always inserted himself into pretty much every show he did. Fosse is known To make happy things dark.
0: (laughs) Oh,
1: oh my God. Okay. Like he, he, he knows how to like find the humanity in it and then turn it on its head to make you face your deepest insecurities and question what you are as, as human.
0: Um, I'm not sure I'm prepared for all of that tonight.
1: Well, I mean, well, I mean but look, like, let's, <laughs> let's let's look at Chicago. Let's look at Roxy. She's sure. not a lovable character, per se. No. She's the worst of the worst, but yet all she wants is stardom and power. But we love her. We're rooting for her. Right?
0: And it's like, why am I doing this when you're such a bad
1: person? Like, why? Yeah. Why? But... But that's what Fosse does. He sort of, he's kind of like Dexter, right? You're, you're rooting Uh, for the serial killer.
0: Dang it, Fosse. Why you got to be like that? Quit and, quit like changing my brain to like do, no, stop that.
1: But yeah, so uh, the, the next maybe second part of this source, I'll say. Pippin, I found out, was actually a real person. Shut up. Yeah, or, or real persons, I should say. Oh. Yeah. So the character of Pippin in this musical is actually sort of melded together with him and some siblings of his. Oh. Funny enough, sure. two kids were named Pippin. Yeah, uh, uh, Pippin.
0: Pippin.
1: Pippin. Because P- I'm assuming <laughs> Charlemagne must be French or something. Oh, absolutely French. Yes. So so I, I have to be like, Pippin. Pippin. <laughs> so don't pronounce anything after
0: the end just like make the vowel yeah. sounds Pippin. Oh, yes. it's, okay. it's so French of you
1: it's so good yeah Pippin was kind of melded together based upon him and a couple of his other siblings one of them was also named Pippin uh <laughs> how
0: confusing is that
1: <laughs> yeah right it's fine I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you for a loop here Pippin but,
0: no the other one
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Also, most of the characters that are in this show are actually just caricatures of someone that was real to a certain extent around the same period of time. So, all no. of this is sort of real. It is all based on actuality. And I'm going to assume that this is where that Carnegie Mellon show comes into play. Sure. They probably researched all of these people <laughs> and inserted these characters. <laughs> Based upon like oh. historical accuracy, and then oh, it's brilliant. Br- Broadway grabbed it and then commercialized it. <laughs> oh, of course, they did, like Broadway does. <laughs> yeah, so, wow, that's beautiful! Love yeah. it, perfect. Yeah, so our first Pepin had he was a hunchback. <gasps> Oh, my. Which which is actually a reference in the first few minutes of the show, right? Yeah. They talk about Pippin had a lot of controversy and, you know, rumors surrounding his name. Mm-hmm. Some say he was a hunchback. Yep. Some say he was tall as a giant or whatever it is. One, one of these Pepins was a <laughs> hunchback. Charlemagne apparently had not an illegitimate child, but he had a child with a 13-year-old girl. Uh. And... Yeah, mm. welcome. Welcome to those medieval times. Press. Uh yeah, he apparently had a child with a very young woman was born with a deformity of a hunchback. Oh boy. On him. Then with his wife who is, you know, essentially the character Festrada, mm-hmm. had another son also named Pippin. Oh God! They all had nicknames. They all had their own things that they would go by. They we- can't just all. You can't yell Pippin through the halls of a castle and nope. assume that you're going to get the right one. So
0: we are in desperate need of clarity in this situation.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actual wife's Pippin was the oldest and was destined for the crown. Sure. So this is kind of where we get the character and story of Lewis. Oh, yes. Okay. Spoiler alert, but we're still going to cover it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Historical fact is that uh, Pippin the Hunchback actually plotted to kill his father, (gasps) which we then see in this musical. Yes, we sure do. Plotted to kill his father and the other royals surrounding him because other people were talking in his ear, kind of think of it as like a Jafar situation like yes. oh, you can come into power. <laughs> you can be da, da, da so he was essentially <laughs> gonna be like a little puppet king for whoever was whispering in his ear. Of course. But a priest caught wind of this whole plot and kiboshed it. Oh leave it up to the priest to kibosh the uh murder plot. Ble- you know, God was on <laughs> someone's side. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, oh boy and then kind of kind of maybe uh, like and unlike what we see in this musical charlemagne actually found it of the utmost importance to teach his offspring liberal arts to be well-rounded he didn't want his kids just to be like one note minded. So that also kind of plays into this idea of Pippin going and being able to find himself and trying different things. Sure. And having all of these different opportunities to go say, hey, I want to go explore this avenue. Maybe I want to go try my hand at this. That it, totally uh,
0: makes sense.
1: Yeah. But, you know, as as Patriarchy do he did demand male heirs that he had learn horsemanship and the art of war.
0: All right, male patriarchy. I'm just no, I'm not about it. Come on. But, I mean, uh,
1: but you know, actually, I'm actually going to give that a this one a pass. Yeah, way yeah. Back, way way back when, this is kind of a, an era of you could die at any given moment of time. Yep. Because someone because you looked at <laughs> no. someone a little funny. <laughs> So
0: the, the mongols were invading attila the hun is like i'm killing all of you like it, how, how do you outrun it well i don't know how to ride a horse so uh i'm gonna jog real fast
1: yeah that, that <laughs> good luck good good <laughs> luck that ain't gonna fly try again yeah. i just found that really interesting because yeah. i thought oh because in the musical charlemagne is war driven on task only about yeah dotting t's crossing eyes running a country essentially there's um. no
0: room to really be a father at that point. He's just more focused on you know, running the country. We can hear a great
2: fall nation. Sit down immediately. Now, where was I? Ah, oh, yes. A
1: general accepts that war is hell or even worse. He must never be too cautious or casualty averse. I'm certain the majority of blood that you will spatter will be there through just a minimum of damage that's collateral. But know for success, we must always pay a price. That's why, by my success, you must sacrifice. But yeah, what? so that's that's kind of that's just kind of a little overview of Pippin, who Pippin was as Pippin do. So, Pippin, Pippin, I just. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's so...
0: I I just want you to always say that to me. Like, whenever we talk about the show, I just need you to say it like
1: that. Because it's great.
0: Okay, that's
1: it. fair. Well, I mean, it was spelled P-E-P-I-N. So I'm like, Pepin. Well, yeah, that's... that's. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's kind of a short and sweet from the beginning. Um, I love that. That's perfect. Uh, yeah, there, there's, not, there's not a lot of beginning to cover um, other than, yes, uh, Pippin was an actual person. Fosse integrated... Some of his own personal thoughts and views of the world into the character of Pippin overall, sure, and kind of a little bit of uh, show atmosphere and uh, maybe moral question mark, <laughs> and um, and this actually was a student written musical, but uh, you wouldn't know because not an ounce of it was left.
0: None of it survived. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, what a wonderful beginning! Thank you. That I learned. I learned a lot of really good things in that moment. That's delightful. Yeah, I, I love I that. Just,
1: I I don't think uh, I try to look up things that other people don't cover. Yeah, or maybe isn't covered when we talk about. Like origins of stuff, so in the silent this, war
0: that we're waging.
1: Oh, oh my god! <laughs> I just thought I just thought this was I thought this was maybe a little more interesting than you yeah. know just like oh this won so many Tonys and they the authors and composers were and I'm like okay <laughs> cool. but that's, like what what else is new?
0: Yeah, that's information that anybody can look up. Like you're actually looking at you're you're reading the article for the meat. You're not just looking at the title and going oh yeah cool it won thirteen Tonys. Like mm, okay, anything cool. else? <laughs>
1: since we've from the beginning yes, dear. and I'm, I'm interested. Uh, you say that you have been surrounded by this show a lot. Yes. So what, what is your experience with the show? Who, what, what, what is an origin of this for you?
0: Oh boy. Uh, I mean, my, my, from the beginning for the show will also be very brief. It's, uh, like I said at the top of the show, um, there were several people that I knew um, growing up in. Uh, but there were several people that um, in the theater that I was in from you know third grade until you know sophomore year in high school. Um, there were many a um, theater student that would use a corner of the sky. As their audition song, like summer theater audition showed up for any musical audition. Um, it was always like their go-to song to the point that the director of the theater program got us together at, like for theater school. Cause we would always like, <laughs> we would always like have our kind of not a debriefing, but like a, you know, like a housekeeping thing before we all kind of cut off to our own classes and she's standing on the stage. And I remember there's like, we're all kind of interspersed like in the theater. And so then she went okay, I'm going to address the 800-pound elephant in the room. And of course, all the guys are snickering like, what elephant? (laughs) It's like we were in middle school. Like, it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, this is now a song ban. None of you are allowed to use Corner of the Sky from Pippin as your audition song and all of the air was sucked out of the room sucked immediately
1: in. that's what I was going to say <laughs>
0: exactly and every one <laughs> of the men were just uh, and you could see them all like scrambling just trying to find something else and mm. there was there was one kid who actually had a, you know of course put together um audition binder with all the different like sides that you could sing and so he's doling them out to different people like trying to get other music to other people and oh yeah it was it was a great moment of camaraderie I thought it was great and in that same summer theater school once we actually got uh, once we auditioned and got into it um, in the choreography class that I did we actually did the choreographed number the very opening from Pippin whoever was running the class either created choreography for it or they gave us like a like a watered down version of the opening song um we've got magic to do we did that as like our showcase so that was really fun but you know i was 13 years old well i don't really know what this is and then i just never followed up on it our local theater has done pippin at least a couple of times since then and so like i've never gone to go see it but um i knew people who were in it or um you know on any musical theater playlist that i listen to on you know whatever musical platform you listen to usually in the either the broadway ballads or opening numbers or something there's usually always a song from pippin so i always hear it i just never put the things together to create the show an
1: actual show yeah
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. i knew snippets of the show and i went in blind it was like i don't know what this is but it sounds cool and then never followed up on
1: it that's fun (laughs) this is why Uh, i have you i actually went and saw the latest Pippin that was done. Oh, at, that, at the local theater. There, I, I remember seeing it before I moved to Portland. You yeah. did,
0: did you? Oh my god, it was really, okay. it, it was really,
1: really good. It was. They did a really, really good job with it. Actually, that was that summer stock.
0: <gasps> oh, summer one. stock. Gotta yeah, love me some
1: good summer stock. My experience with the show. Yeah. The, fr- the first time, I found this show. It wasn't on my radar ever, to my knowledge, until. I uh, <laughs> uh, uh <laughs> yes dear yeah i uh, i'm em- i'm not embarrassed i've learned to talk through my embarrassment but <laughs> this is going to be not polarizing for the world but it's going to be interesting oh. this will be an interesting reception i am on the edge uh, of
0: my seat right now yeah. what is uh, this
1: so you are looking at one of the first 10 troy boltons uh when high school musical the stage musical debuted.
0: <sighs> what?
1: Yeah. I got to be one of the first 10 Troy Boltons, and I was, a, I believe, the first one this side of the Mississippi. Ah,
0: oh my God. And you used that line in an actual sentence in an actual world. Oh my God. That made me so happy just now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. My um, brain is broken. So, my Chad, the Chad to my Troy. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Chad. <laughs> uh, had just gotten out of doing the leading role of Pippin.
0: Oh, sure.
1: And he was a little butthurt that I got Troy and he didn't because when you're oh. in high school and you're a lead, then you suddenly don't get another lead, then, you know, that's a yeah. thing. Yeah, you get angry th- and it's mm-hmm. fine. It's you, fine. You, you, you get to feel your feelings and yeah, that's okay. You work, you work through it. It's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, <laughs> In this 1980... Mm-hmm. Canadian version that yeah. you watched he had a huge blonde afro <gasps> right yeah and yeah he definitely had a huge blonde afro my Chad did oh on top of it. my god yeah <laughs> that was my first intro and he he just wouldn't shut up <laughs> we were we're like rehearsing <laughs> for our musical and he kept singing Pippin.
0: <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You can't do that when you're in a.
1: Oh, yeah. So
0: that hurts my um, body, Stephen. No.
1: So it's funny, though, like he he didn't have a he didn't have a bad singing voice. And I got somewhat interested. We Like I started talking to be like, what's the show about? What's it? You know, what? What did you do? Sure. Like, how was it? How sure. did it go off? And, you know, just talk to him, you know, in downtime, because, you know. Cast bonding, and um, that is a thing. So then I started seeking out this. Do you remember? You do you do you know how hard it was way back when to actually go find and listen to soundtracks or random music that you were looking for? We did not have computers in our pockets. Nope. I had to go to uh Hastings. I had to go to Hastings or or Walmart uh. and like. Th- th- run the barcode under those, like, gross uh, headphones good. that everyone wore uh, and listen to, like, 15 seconds, seconds of some sound clip <laughs> and maybe <laughs> see if I liked this album or not. And you had yeah. to make
0: a judgment call on 15 seconds. You yeah, sure did. And you're like,
1: jeez. And so I remember doing that with Pippin. Wow. And being like, I didn't buy it then. And then uh, eventually, like, YouTube Surged and you, everything was accessible. Of course, some point. Of course, so that's that's kind of my intro. I like first experience with the show. I like it. It stems from another being in another show,
0: (laughs) (laughs) as most of your origin stories tend to be. As you were in one show and heard about it, and as you do as it is that's so so beautiful I just oh my I would smack that kid if he was singing the wrong musical it's like no this is hard enough that we have to learn the music for this show don't be getting other stuff in my brain because if you rehearse it that way you're gonna perform it that way and get out of here with that just no I mean, we all have that show that we latch on to. I get it. But if I were to go into a musical tomorrow, I'm not going to sing me some Spring Awakening. I might do it when I'm like at home and I'm like crying myself to sleep because I'm like, I miss my cast so much. But I'm not going to do it when you're in the rehearsal hall. Gross. Well, fun. I like that a lot, actually. I just imagine you just like, yes, yeah, standing in a Hastings or a Walmart, just like bebop in 15 seconds of pippin'.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, I had to make the judgment call. You sure like, did. I, I, th- I think it was magic to do. I think I got a snippet of Corner of the Sky, and I think I got Glory, I think was the other one. Sure. Well,
0: I feel like of three of three of the tracks of the show to listen to, those are really good ones to hook you in. They've got either really good because like, as we know, those those snippets aren't going to play from the beginning. They're going to find the meat of that song and it's going to play, you know, something within like a chorus or whatever to get you hooked in. But like, I mean, those are three excellent songs to try to hook somebody into the show. I think those are great.
1: You know, and this is gonna be my first maybe a little bit of a hot thought. <gasps> I
0: like, like hot thoughts. I love those.
1: A kind of stemming from I didn't buy this album. Mm-hmm. That seventies soundtrack Broadway <laughs> recording. <laughs> yep. <laughs> is hard to listen to. I
0: know, I know. And of course it's the one that I chose to write my you know everything all of my synopses on. Its on it, but season, everything has its time. And I'll soon show you a rhyme
2: Cats fit on the windowsill Children fit in the snow Why do I feel I don't fit in Anywhere I go Rivers belong
1: they can ramble. No, I no, and I'm not saying it's awful. It's not well, awful. Well, no. But it's also it's also sort of that point of time. I I secretly always wish I would have been born in the 60s. So by the time the 70s came around, I absolutely would have been able to just walk onto a Broadway stage. Yes! And absolutely have been cast because there wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> a lot necessary and needed <laughs> you just need you just needed a wing and a prayer you, sure? you needed the, you needed the chutzpah and drive you, needed, you needed the
0: chutzpah, yes
1: oh yeah. steven so, i pull out so many jewish sayings people are going to think i'm jewish i am not jewish i promise i'm not <laughs> As
0: we have talked about, you are the blonde-haired, blue-eyed Aryan.
1: That is who Uh, you are. I know. I know.
0: It's okay. It's okay. It is what it is. It is what it is. I can't help
1: it. Blame my parents. That's
0: (laughs) right. Coming out of my mouth, it sounded really inappropriate. (laughs) And maybe that was... Oh, my God. Okay, now I'm internally panicking.
1: (laughs) Okay, actually, yeah. Maybe that could be read completely wrong. Mm -hmm. I need to watch my tone on that. Okay, no. Sorry, guys. That was a lot. uh, I'm sorry. I'm more so just don't want to be you thinking i'm appropriating which is just a thing i i i apologize because that maybe is weird so lessons learned just like in pippin we have an opportunity with this show mary <gasps> and i think this is going to be a fun one what's a good opportunity let's do an overview and plot breakdown along with a song by song <gasps> because the songs in this show are the plot drivers
0: oh, I this opportunity
1: and i think it takes us from scene to scene really really well but uh and it, we can talk about how smart these lyrics are yes how, how just sort of yeah i i think this is i think this is a good way to go yeah with this show absolutely i agree so uh kind of how we start this show this show opens to are sort of theater traveling theater troupe right they yes. have traveled onto this stage yes and they are t- sucking you in oh, as an audience member they so are good. they are pulling you in to this idea that you're about to sit down and watch a show done well this opening number yes. is perfection yes
2: to sour join us come and waste an hour or two doodly do journey journey to a spot exciting mystic and exotic journey. journey
1: through our anecdotic review anecdotic review <laughs>
0: What Uh, the hell? uh, So
1: (laughs) clever. I don't know. Anecdotic review. So but that's kind of what they're doing for you. Yes. They set the stage that you are about to witness a show. Yes. A review. Yes. And you're gonna see the life and times of Pippin and his sort of journey. To find himself, he has just come of age and now he's having a crisis of who am I?
0: Yes. So then, of course, that song leads perfectly into uh, the second number of the show, which is called Corner of the Sky. We know that um, Pippin is is struggling with all of these different things. He's struggling with self-identity. He's struggling with what do I do with my life? He's struggling with so many things that as young people, like, I mean, I know firsthand that I I've felt those things. Like I went through so many different, you know, you could say dark nights of the soul, I suppose, to try to figure out. I mean, even at 32, I'm still trying to figure out what my trajectory in life is. Like, I don't even really know what that is still struggling with that today and
1: i and not i don't think we're burying the lead i think ultimately at the end of the show that something they kind of touch on that it's never really finished it's never fully figured out and you just have to be okay with that you, you're you're only as fulfilled as the next moment and yes. y- how you react to that
0: absolutely yeah. well and, and that it, it alludes uh, there are so many moments in the show that allude to that theme like when the whole scene that we'll get into with Pippin and his grandmother Bertha like, uh. like she says lying that are like that are perfect grandmother advice and we'll and we'll get into that but um the thing that i wrote down for this particular number because i so i went through and as i before i even watched the show i went through and listened to the soundtrack i wrote down the title of each song and then what i was gleaning from it as i was listening to it with virgin ears not knowing what the show was about um so the first thing that i wrote was um it's a good protagonist establishing song um i get a hercules vibe from it so i can go the distance sure right? oh, yeah 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 so it's very like i'm trying to figure out like you know all of these great things exist in life and like i am a great thing so where do i exist in life like this is it's a really good establishing song for for a protagonist there's great moments for falsetto like if you've got somebody who's got the range like you can in the clip that i watched that um that you had sent me for um the uh it's like the trailer for the the show um the guy who plays Pippin whips out a falsetto like immediately and I just melted in my chair I was like Uh, dang that falsetto though
1: that trailer gives me goosebumps
0: I literally wrote down the same thing wrote it down verbatim
1: that whoever designed that trailer should do do everything. They knew what they were doing <laughs> they, they, for they, sure. They, need to, they, they just need to make all TV. Yes, yes, <laughs> and everything on a screen should be them.
0: <laughs> Can you also make a trailer for my life, please? Because I would love it to look please. like that.
1: Yeah, corner of the sky is absolutely one of my uh, favorite songs. So ever. Good. And, you know, I think I think it's kind of like how every boy <laughs> wanted to <laughs> sing it as an audition song. I think speaking again, like as a as a as a guy we it, it's kind of ingrained in in us that we have to sort of reach something we we sure. are we, kind of like not not to because i don't believe this but kind of how girls are always like no you're gonna like raise a family you're gonna have children you're gonna right. you're gonna you're, a guy is like no you're gonna be the, you're gonna be the bringer of stuff you were going to be the patriarch you were going to need to make something of yourself you're going to have to be worthy yeah you have to like oh, do yeah. something so yeah. this song speaks so much to that but it also every person on this planet has their own sort of wants yeah and needs beyond that. And this song speaks to that so deeply. Sure. And I think it's why it, it's just an anthem for for everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then kind of contrasting this. So then we get swept immediately into a scene with King Charlemagne, mm-hmm. Pippin's father. We get to meet Louis. We get to meet Fastrada. So... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I will make that sound every time you say her name because I think I she know. is trash. Well, but in the okay, so I absolutely see this in the original Pippin with Bob Fosse, Ben Vereen, Cheetah Rivera played for Strada. Yes, who in her own right, like we're we're talking a sweet charity. Uh, I could be lying. West Side Story. Am I lying? No, she built this character and all of those like amazing movements yes, so so well. Yes, yes. And I, I don't think I'm lying. I think she was an uh of Velma in <gasps> Chicago. Eventually. I
0: could absolutely see her
1: being. Velma I Mama think Kelly. she was. Yeah, I. Uh, so in this scene, we get to meet Fastrada and Lewis, and Ugh. it's almost like this sort of. Do you get like an? Not to talk about incest. An, Oedipus vibe? In-
2: An, An Oedipus, Oedipus vibe? An Oedipus vibe! Inca fastrada! Pippin stepmother! Devious, crafty, cunning, untrustworthy, but a warm and wonderful mother. Dedicated to gain a throne for her darling son, Louis! yoo Louis! <laughs> Guess what mommy has for you? No, no, no. Surprise! Oh, oh, thank you, Mother. Oh, look at this. Isn't it a beauty, Oh, huh? that's really beautiful. Look how I shine. Ha, ah, god! Yeah!
1: Oh, my face. <laughs> oh, no. It's so apparent to me it's gross and bad so gross but they just love each other so much oh
0: it's just like i just want what's best for my son but also what's best for me too
1: yeah gross yeah Yeah. well and that also plays into that original history her son that she had birthed the pepin Uh, (laughs) she really, really pushed for him to be king. Right. So there's this whole sort of undertone of truth behind that. Sure. But then she's almost the character, especially in this scene and as the show goes on, she gets muddy for me, actually. Yeah, I would agree. Because she has this whole thing about like, I'm just like all of you women out there, you mothers and housewives and Ugh. stuff like that. But meanwhile, she's being over the top and like perfect and pompous yeah. and gross, you know, yeah. clear. But, you know, doing leg extensions and va vooming and Ugh, yeah. <laughs> God, it's just like, stop, um, but. I th- but we're not supposed to like her. She's kind of the villain of the show. If there is an antagonist, it's kind of her. Kind of, yeah. Kind kind of. Kind of the leading player. But we'll get into that. Yes. But this scene encompasses war is science. Yes. And this is one of the most iconic pieces of Bob Fosse choreography, um, where they're sitting down and it's all about subtle movement of like ankles and feet and like... Little knee pats and taps and really um, he really starts playing with pulling focus and drawing attention. Like he would intentionally tell someone, Extend your leg here. I need you to like wipe your brow here. Wow, can you ra- can you raise your arm here? He 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 started really playing with where to pull focus. Sure. When he wanted it. But if you know Fosse, Fosse movements are subtle, crisp, clean, neat, but powerful absolutely like the the slightest flick of a wrist can be so meaningful and say a thousand words (laughs) and that was bob fosse's bible he'd be like nope you're moving your wrist wrong What is she actually? What is she actually saying? Because that's that's not what she's saying. Wow! And so in this, like, there's kind of this mix-up, mayhem, crazy war is science calculated. Like, what's going on? Tactical. So in this, it's kind of like pull focus. What are you doing? Oh, oh, we're 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 in the heat of a moment. Crazy. Wipe your brow. (laughs) Oh, pull moment kick right here so it's just it's watching war of science to me is just a a interesting feat of uh, in in of itself because i i love just the nuance of it
0: absolutely well and then on top of that then you have the extra spectacle Of Pippin has told his father he wants to be a soldier. So he is in this briefing with his father and like all these other soldiers. And he periodically will take moments where like he pulls focus in a hardcore way and his father has to shut him down. And he's like, Pippin, stop doing that and like he finally gets you know the message but like there i love the undertone of uh, you know kind of being um insubordinate to your leader and then there's pippin who is being insubordinate in an absolutely overt way
1: <laughs> like he is Well it's all it's also a lesson of he he doesn't know decorum yet
0: no cuz he's too young he has no idea and his father hasn't taught him anything like that's the thing is he's trying to figure out what he wants to do but he's but, being a soldier to try to win daddy's approval
1: But now his father is teaching him this. Yes. Sort of like life lessons. I know like moments of me growing up on a farm in the middle of Montana. My dad was always working. He was always out on the farm, running the tractor, fixing whatever was broken. Of course. And I got to hang out with my dad when we were working together. Sure. And he would take those moments to try to teach me, oh, hey, this is what you do now. This is how sure this goes because and so I look at that and I glean the similar interaction.
0: That's awesome. In that way, that's awesome.
1: Just, just, just in that way because I'm like, oh no, like I, 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 I get it, and I think it is something a lot of people can relate to.
0: So then, coming off of War Is a Science, right now we're going into the song Glory, and I. I really I dug this song so much because I thought it was very interesting. The, the beginning of this song is a is like a jazzy vibe. Like it feels very it it, it there's a lot of juxtaposition within this song specifically. And the thing now this could be, be me reaching, which is entirely possible because as we know, hair flip, Mary likes to do that. And to me, this song is almost representational of what you can expect in wartime where things change on a dime. So yes. one time in one moment, you could have complete calm. The next moment, there's complete chaos. And this song reflects that in a very good way,
1: because yes. like there well, are moments
0: that it happens just immediately out of nowhere.
1: I think you're hitting the nail on the head. <gasps> Yay! Be- because war is science is like them in the classroom in training. Yep. And now they're actually out on the battlefield. And it ain't like anything that uh-uh. was in the classroom. no. Nope. Nope. Which is a life lesson,
0: absolutely. In of itself, absolutely. The moments that I uh, from watching the the um, film, uh, I love that Pippin's beginning line, like right before Glory starts, is "I'll try not to dis or disgrace you, sir. I'll try not to disgrace you. Not that I yeah. won't. Is that I will try not to."
1: Yeah. Well, because Lewis is you know machismo coming around, per- being the perfect war. Leader son.
0: Yep. And I said, I even wrote down, I'm like, effing Lewis, what a Chad. (laughs) (laughs) Because he rocks up with, you know, shirtless with a sword and he's like, I'm going to murder everyone. And it's like, stop that. It's like, nobody cares. Sit sit your butt down. No one cares. Then I just wrote all the body parts. (laughs)
1: All the body parts
0: because they're literally, literally you have like stagehands that are backstage just throwing things like heads and legs and, and just and body armor and I mean it is it is a great representation of what war could do to someone in a non-gory fashion which I appreciate but
1: yeah it's it's a theatrical fun quirky way of showing weird dismembered limbs because
0: that's what we're supposed to be doing here is like yeah, we're, you right. know let's yeah, yeah, do yeah. let's do quirky theater things oh. Steve
2: steel is sharper than sight, sharper than sight. The touch of
0: But the harmony at the end of that song, oh my uh, God, I melted.
1: So good. Dead. Um, and it, uh, I do think it's uh, Ben Vereen's performance of this particular song, Glory, that did ultimately solidify his Oscar, not o- Oscar win, Tony <laughs> win.
0: Um, I would absolutely believe that because this, just to have the prowess in general of the leading player, I think needs to be, you need to be on all the entire show. There is yeah. not really a moment where you get to kind of like rest on your laurels. I mean, because like truly you're pushing the plot forward. So, but I mean, yeah, his performance of that number was just, I mean, it was fire. It was so good. Glory,
2: glory. Lord. Triumphant is his sword. Obedience is his word. Glory, glory, glory,
1: glory. Um, and then it, it this. Holds right into Simple Joys, oh. which is a which is kind of I'm I'm I won't call it a certified bop, but it, <laughs> it it's it's pretty punchy. It's it's catchy. It, it's a good. One.
0: It's critically acclaimed. It's not certified, but it's sure acclaimed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so good. It's, this it's this one's just fun. This one take because th- I think you needed something light after this whole depressive war yes, situation yes. and then so simple joys and so Pippin is now trying to be like wait this isn't for me so I, what now do I want?
0: Try that avenue did not like where else do I go? yeah <laughs> which of course as, as then naturally so would lead did you like that those words were all together and they didn't make sense um <laughs> I tried so hard to make it work and then it didn't. But as in theater, you shouldn't point out your mistakes because then people will think it's on purpose. Hey, there's a pro tip number two. (laughs) Next song that comes into after simple joys is no time at all. And this is our grandmother's song. Oh, and you know, again, not having seen the show prior to the listening of the soundtrack first, first reactions what a fun song! Underscore. Uh why is Grandma figure giving life advice? Question mark. Perfect. So basically, you know, Bertha is telling Pippin that it, it, you can't you can't plan too much. You can't think too far ahead. So it it it's very reminiscent to me of the similar themes in Holiday Inn, where it's like you have to live in the moment. Sometimes you can't plan for what's happening six months down the road. Sometimes it is important to stop and just be happy, right? Yeah. 100%. So it's just, it's <clears throat> such a good and it, it's such a beautiful song. But of course, the lyric that I latched onto I never thought about how much I weighed when there was still one piece of cake. Right. <laughs> that is my personal motto. So trying for life. to wait for fortune and fate, you're
2: secure of. For there's one thing to be sure of, mate, there's nothing to be sure of. Oh, it's time to start living. Time to take a little from this world we're given. Time to take time, because spring will turn to fall in just no time at all. there was a challenge to take. And I never thought about how much I weighed when there was still one piece of cake. Maybe it's meant the hours Kinda I spent Kind of like said,
1: this grandma, this better. is one of those roles you can kind of ad lib a little bit. You can get an yes. improv-y with it. You can like throw some other stuff in and yes. it, it is so fun it is it is a character actress's dream it's to, almost a show-stealing number almost yeah. Yeah. or
0: not number but character it's almost oh, a show-stealer oh, I,
1: I it really is because i i walk away from the show being like oh i love that number and this is <laughs> it gets corny in this show uh it gets a little rocky horror it gets a little peter pan yeah you like it's like audience involvement you get to sing along you yeah. get to like and it, it, it's it's that fourth wall break again you get to realize like hey no i'm singing this to you guys too out in the audience don't sweat the small stuff you can't worry about everything all the time you just kind of have to let it happen and let let go and let god is really what she's saying absolutely so
0: well, and I, one of the notes that I had written down uh, during that song in particular, the sing-along, what a cute idea. They have this giant scroll that unrolls from the, you know, from the rafters. <laughs> and they've got a spotlight that goes through yeah. and you you get to do a bouncy ball yep. sing-along with the audience. Yep. And it's just such a cute moment. It's so yep. good.
1: The, this is definitely one, one of, it's like a 10-minute scene altogether. Oh, yeah. And it's... It's so fun. It's so good.
0: It's literally just fun. It's so fun.
1: Yeah. And I think at this point in the show this is like that break you're needing. It's it's going to visit grandma on the weekend. Exactly. And you, it's just, you, like you just need that refresh. You yes. get to feel good about yourself. You get that rejuvenation and all the grandma hugs and kisses and like Aww. probably her pie. So it's yes. all good. <laughs> You're literally going home with leftovers cuz she goes, "Oh my god, you're so thin. Have you eaten?" Like I mean, for not,
0: you know, for for not being Jewish, my grandmother was sure a Jewish grandma because I always left with food.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) what 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 was what was the fun line? No, Pippin, I look awful. No, you don't, Grandma. Oh no, I look awful. No, you don't, Grandma. Oh, I do. It's like okay, well, okay, you look awful. Is that any way to speak to to your your grandmother? (laughs) Like it's so yeah. It's just, it's just funny. It's just oh, fun moments. Oh
0: man. And she she also now that you've mentioned that has an excellent an excellent line to Pippin. Men raise flags when they can't get anything else up. Yep. <laughs> because she's Nana will say the things because Nana she's has no filter. Feisty. Yes. Nana-
1: It's like everyone, it's that grandpa at the dinner table. Yeah. Has no, gives no, no flips.
0: (laughs) None. None whatsoever. All of the F's are gone. The barrel of F's is empty.
2: 66 years, I've had troubles and tears by the score. But the only thing I trade them for is 67. All right, one more time. And this time, let's hear it from everybody. One, two, three, four. Oh, it's time to start living. Time to take a little from the world. It's time to keep living, time to keep taking from the world you're given. You are my time, so I'll throw off my shawl. And watching your flings be